we're fucking ready to go here. Take two. <laughs> Take two. Yo, what's up, guys? <laughs> what's up? What's up? We're on our what number are we on? Mr. This is li- this is listener leave number thirteen. Number um, thirteen. Yeah, lucky thirteen, and and there's three of us on here today. We've got uh, we've got Vinny P. We know who's been abs a little absentee lately. Yeah, um, it's been a while. I think been two weeks, probably more. I think even longer, like three weeks, and plus just haven't got you know weekly episodes out because just fucking didn't like <laughs> but it's 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 good to uh it's good to have Vinny back in the studio feels and good uh, to be back. it feels good to be back and uh our guest today is Kamran from uh Washington state um Olympia he Washington. we we Olympia Washington he's uh this is t- technically a second time cuz we we attempted to uh make a recording the fir- uh, first time which uh, went into the vault so now uh we're gonna go uh, number two but uh, uh cam welcome to the pod thank you thank you Yo, the, that that first take we can always uh if this gets really i mean when this gets really big we can sell <laughs> that first take as like an nft yeah <laughs> Ooh. Up. cam's coming out firing with the with the with the nfts hey I don't believe in them. But who's introducing? Oh, we just both episode? did. We just did. That was our introduction. We're a team. That was our intro. What kind of fucking intro are you looking for, buddy? Like uh, yeah, WWF uh, entrance music and oh, man. none of us Prince are Prince Hakeem. Hakeem, Hakeem, whatever sing, which is <laughs> yeah, whatever his Prince name Hakeem is. Prince Hakeem sing. The guy that was gonna kill me when I first met him. <laughs> Yo, Cam, is your sound bugging out again? It, it's bugging out. I think. It's bugging out. Yo, Cam. It's, this, is the, this is what happens. Like, we thought Canada had bad internet, right? But fucking American, man. Yo, Cam's a tech guy for all those listening and can still hear him. He's a, he's a tech guy having technical difficulty. You figure your shit out. We're going to give a farmer's update. <laughs> okay. All right. So okay, you do that. All right, that's what we'll do. So Vinny, we were uh, just discussing. Uh, I mean, what's happening with the farmers? There's not really too much going on at the moment. Um, no, there's not. It's essentially right now is a stalemate. I don't think they've had uh, the government and the farmers haven't had a had a round of meetings in I think since January, right? Since before the uh, yeah. the twenty sixth day. Uh, yeah delhi parade um so yeah there's not really much going on the well i mean there is the the prisoners are being with the delhi gordura committee uh sirsa they've been getting the political prisoners out still about Uh, you you were saying what there's 12 left yeah so part of the farmers protest right there's 12 left out of them so um from the from after the uh, 26th of january right um there's 12 left and one of them is Deep Sidhu, right? And as we were talking about, like, once this guy gets out, and he's going to, it's it's going to be a turnaround, man. Because, you know, everybody knows that this last couple of months have been kind of just, like, 
okay, is something fucking gonna happen? Or is, is, uh, but obviously nothing happened, right? But once he comes out, it's gonna, I think it's gonna have a little bit more energy. Well, yeah, energy for sure. Him and Laka have been, uh, sidelined. And so there's not that, like, life to it as, as before, like the youth, essentially. Right? I mean, people are still supporting, people are still, uh, those same people are still there doing it because this is their livelihoods and whatnot. But like, it's lost like a little flame or something with, without those guys. But uh, yeah, when they make a return, like it's they're actually having discussions now. I think the the Kassan unions, um, the leaders had a meeting, an informal or secret meeting about whether they yeah. should bring Lakka back into the fold. In wow. Meaning, like, yeah, to revive the the energy levels, the the because like these guys are like the heart of the of the movement, right? And they're coming from a sick perspective and a sick way of looking and 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 seeing it as an attack on Sikhi and Punjab. So I, it's it's a bit different, but I mean, the the protest has grown. It's going across uh, India and different parts. So like, it's it's fucking strong, and these guys are not going anywhere. But like it, everything will have its ups and downs. Like the protests will have like the high points. The because this is this is a long essentially war, right? Like it's not going away overnight. Um, so I mean, it it'll have its ups and downs, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know what I, you know you know what I kind of noticed, right? Um, since Deep went into jail, is that is it me or do you think that more people are are speaking up for the sick sick aspect of uh of the protest oh look i think we got tech guy back he's in two screens tech guy you back <laughs> you gotta close the other screen man this guy this guy's actually a tech guy <laughs> jesus how's this yeah, it's better yeah yeah we uh vinnie what were you saying we were talking about the uh the uh what were you talking about? the the farmers protests and we we're talking about la casadana yeah. and deep siddu and yeah. where they are where oh, yeah, they're at now taking, like so basically what i was saying going back to what i was saying um i feel like you know how after the 20 like when january 26 happened people were like oh kind of shying away from um Sikhi, right i feel like a little bit and now that it's it's kind of reversed since Deep Sindhu went into jail, and now I feel like people are more speaking up for that, speaking up for him, and and kind of the yeah. Well, I mean, pe pe people are seeing are realizing like he's in jail. What did he do? What crime? Like Ravi Singh posted on his Instagram the other day. Like, what did what did Deep Sindhu do? Why is he in jail? You know what I mean? Like, why 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 is it? Why should I be ashamed to? say their names or support them like they're part of this farmers protest like and they're huge parts of it and, and like with these this is the thing with these uh these kasan leaders like rajyal they're you know they've got a different they're not sikhi oriented they're comrades and uh they're close with so rajyal was on a panel um i don't know if you heard he was on a panel with uh the nephew i believe of kps gill Okay, oh, and Kay and he was defending his. I don't know if it's his uncle or chacha or whatever. It's his relative. It could be even his grandson. I don't know, but he was defending KPS's tactics in Punjab, 
and what he was responsible for how many deaths like uh, the the genocide that was happening towards the six and continues to happen like you know like he so these guys are associating with these guys they're close with the bottles they're close with all these other these these uh, power centers right and so it's like you can't trust these fuckers so that was no right no like way, like and then you you hear that Sonia Mon, um, whose daughter is she? She's her her dad was an ajunta man. He worked for the government. He was an ajunta, yeah. Yeah, he gave things up. Fuck yeah, that he guy. Gave things up. He, I, like I was reading that one post where, so basically, if things would cross through his friend, he would yeah uh, fire the gun, would, uh, fire fire a shotgun to make noise to the police that look, you have people coming. Like yeah, coming. And just there's people like that in in this uh, protest. I mean, it's it's so so big, but that's why these like guys like Lakka and Deep are so important because they they'll hold these people, they'll call these people out and say what you know what they should be saying, what needs to be said. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. It's gonna keep going. Uh, Summer's coming. It's gonna get really hot. So it'll be interesting to see you know how they handle that and you get a lot of i I think there was what is it like the i think malaria is a concern uh over the summer months um covid is now rising again in india like uh modi's government is uh they're not exporting they put a halt to like astrazeneca the the one that's uh made there they put a halt to exports because i think they need it for because the cases are yeah. rising so much, so yeah, there's a uh, <laughs> fucking there's a lot well, of shit going really, on. Yeah, a lot of shit going on then. So Hopefully, uh, people stay safe. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, um, yeah, Cam, you good now? Can you join us here? Okay. So, I'm, uh, on so Cam, Cam, you're uh, Cam's from the U.S. Cam's uh, he he's a Bangla. You're you're half Bangladeshi, right? Yeah, my dad's Bengali, my mom's. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's from the region. So he doesn't have any, I guess, direct connection. Somewhere over there. Yeah. <laughs> in, you know, I, I, in Punjab, but you, Cam, you've been following the protests, right? Like, what, what got you, I guess, you don't have like a direct, a familial, um, tie, right? So, like, what, what got you into the, uh, the protest or, or interested and you've been su- supporting it? So, like, What's that all about? So the, the way that I uh, see it is if there's people that I care about that feel affected by something, then then I will, like, put myself in, in that thing's way. So, I mean, like, I have friends, um, obviously people that are close to me, like Vin, yeah. family, like, my fiance's wife, like, they actually, like, are, like, hard-laboring farmers. And... Um, all right, so you do have a... You do have a technically a direct connection now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, e- e- even beyond that, it's um, I. Uh, I don't know. I, I I just expect better from India. <laughs> you know, like, I know Khan's been supporting India, from like, day one too. No, so, so when you say I expect better from India, is this been like an eye opener? Did you did you not know? like what was happening before because this is it's a long history of what's happening there like the atrocities have been happening i mean specifically with the six and then other minorities from like day one from partition the british raj like were you familiar with that before now you're saying it's like an eye-opener or like seeing 
Like I have been aware of it for a long time, pre farmers protests. And and my dad, who's a big, um, my dad loves India, the country. He just doesn't like Modi. And my dad's been drilling like anti-Modi sentiment into my head since like 2016. Mm-hmm. And I never listened because I actually don't care about politics. I haven't, like, I didn't, I don't think I voted in the 2016 elections. I voted in 2020. Like, it's not that I didn't want to. I just Bad guy, man. Anyways, before anybody cancels me, um, I will say I've been surrounded by it, but I've been pretty much like, I kind of kept myself out of politics. Uh, but uh, this time around, when I heard around, when, honestly, as soon as I heard about what's going on in India, something didn't smell right. And so uh, I felt like I should do something to just to say something. I mean, I, in, in general, like in 2020, I've become more aware of like social issues, not just in India, but like in North America. I've tried to play an active role you know whatever like the black lives uh matter movement i i i feel like i pretty played a pretty active role in that do you do you do you owe that to uh covid or is that uh for sure yeah for sure like just like you're just like spending i you're at home so your dimensions of reality are a little bit different you know uh, in some ways, you have less distractions, but in other ways, you have more distractions, right? Like, you have a lot of distractions yeah, on the internet. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're, like, not more distractions. You have less distractions, but you have more uh, awareness, of, right, yeah. of, like, what's going on around you. And there are so many things happening around us. So, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say that it's a distraction. But, like, yeah, we do have less distractions. We are more focused on what's happening around us and our our lives, right? Like, and people, and people close in our lives. So it's like, it's fucking. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't want to get too hooked up on the semantics, but like things that take, things that grab your attention, those things have changed. The composition of what takes your attention for me has changed. And, uh, I think like a lot of people have like spent time digging into my own family history. And you, like you guys talk about, you look at your own history and you think about like, if you don't know where you came from, it's like, how do you know where you're supposed to head? And I think a part of that, um, a part of that informs what your values should be. And you kind of have to align your actions behind that. And so for me, that really meant um, being a little bit more, more vocal about things that just don't seem right. Simple as that. You don't have to put a nationality on it. You don't have to put a religion on it. It was just, for me, it was simple as that. And that's why... I mean, with the farmers' protests, I mean, Vin, I think they announced the the shutting down India, whatever, or March yeah, to Delhi, on. like, on November 26th. I think, like, within, like, three days, I'm like, guys, let's just fucking organize this. I think I have enough information to have a reasonable stance on this, so let's just fucking run with it. So That's cool. That awesome. That's why Cam is a good guy, folks. He's, he's a, He does he's the right thing. Guy. Though it's it, it's good and it's uh, I think the other thing that it's doing is the good thing uh, about Cam. Sorry to cut you off. The good thing about the Cam is that not only does he is he vocal about it, but he actually tries and, and and do stuff about it. So, for instance, the Black Lives Matter thing. I think Cameron, if you want to expand on this, but Cameron could help project manage an uh, an app for the grassroots. Um, project which uh, i'm not sure if it went through or not but there that and then also helped raise a little bit of money through plan events when 
it started gaining attention, right? So just so everyone knows, Vin and Vin and Cameron are uh, business partners and co-founders of uh, Plan Events, which is a Desi or Indian or South Asian wedding uh, platform where you can uh, find vendors, review vendors. Uh, so it helps you pick, sh- you know, ship for your, your your make hair and makeup for your wedding, your yeah. cake person, whatever it is. Uh, which is, I mean, it was needed, but obviously, I'm sure you guys are waiting for the shit to open up here. <laughs> Actually, um, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but 2020 was definitely like our biggest year of growth, without a doubt. Um, but I don't want to dig too much into that. I do want to. Um, kind of touch on like what Vin was saying. Yeah, there was, uh, there was basically Sean, Sean King. King. Yeah, Sean, Sean King. King. Yeah, yeah, I got, you don't want to confuse with Sean Kingston, who's a, <laughs> a singer. But, yeah. <laughs> Sean King has uh, the Grassroots Law Project and I didn't know a ton about that, but it got my attention. And so I kind of pitched this idea and like nobody listened. So then instead I just recruited a bunch of people like software engineers to build an app with me. And we built an app. It just tells you like real time, any police killing in the US, who the officer was, who the police department was, who got killed, uh, links to articles. And I mean, it was not like the biggest thing, but I'm more of me personally, I'm a, I like to have active contribution or versus like, I'm not a vocal. A more action oriented than vocal. Yeah, because you contribute um, in your in your you're contributing in your way, which I mean I'm sure the app was useful for these uh for people, right? Like it's pretty uh, knowing yeah, so that's uh so you you're doing your part, Cam. That's what that's what I'm taking away here. You're out there doing you're making the world a better place, Cameron. I yeah, one app so, at a time. That's all you can do, man. That's all you can do. So no, that's pretty uh that's good. I mean, and, and all of this ties in, like, there, there's so many protests happening around the world. You know, Myanmar with the, the military junta there now, like, you know, they're, they're killing. I think, I think they're, if I, I could be mistaken, but over 200 deaths already. Holy shit. Right? Like, they, they, they killed, like, a seven-year-old, I think, girl as well. Uh, I think she was walking home or something. But, like, it, I mean, it's crazy. Why and then you have, huh? Why, why are they killing? Okay. The, mili- the military the military did a coup d'etat. A yeah, coup. They yeah, pulled a coup yeah. that that uh Anyan Sung or whatever her name is, they gave her that Nobel Prize, but then she was like responsible for uh all the atrocities against the Rohingya Muslim that were yeah. in East So there's like I mean, it's not like they've removed a bad or a good person. But anyways, the military took over and so the people have been protesting. Like they have massive protests, massive shutdowns. So like you know, you have what's happening across India. You have this happening in Myanmar. Uh, you have this happening in Belarus. You have this happening, you know, all uh, in, in the United States. Like, you have protests, uprisings all around the world. You have strong men in power all around the world. Like, it's a, it's a fucking unique time. And with you throw COVID in the mix, like, it's pretty, uh, you know, there's a lot of shit going on in the world. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a question. So, like, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of regions with their own problems, and uh, I remember um, 
I think like a year and a half ago, I started seeing people on LinkedIn, which is like a professional network, right? And they're like posting things about something about Armenians in like, I think Russia. I don't know the details, yeah. but I guess there was an issue. Where, and, and, and if anybody knows a little bit about Armenian history, there's a long history in the last hundred years. There's a long history of persecution of Armenians from like their autonomous region, right? Because it's, it's another community that expands borders. And uh, I didn't think anything of it, right? And I was like, whatever. And then, and then, you know, once this the farmers' protest happened in India, it's like suddenly I care about it, and I'm like trying to get other people to care about it. So then there's kind of like this not guilt, but it's um, it's more like how do you expect people to care about what you care about when you didn't really <laughs> dig into what they care about? Well, fuck, I sex speak up everywhere. <laughs> so when people don't speak up for sex. Then it's like, oh shit, because anytime you see any issue anywhere, there's always six. And like, we don't constitute a large population, but six speak up everywhere. So, like, it's, it's disappointing when other, the majority don't speak for the minority. Um, that's the way it's always been. So, the minority just have to be extra loud. Vinny? No, I agree with that. Um, back to what Cameron was saying about the Armenian thing. And I, I, I know a little bit of it, but not, not enough to really um, say on this podcast, right? So there's, I'll definitely look at that later. But. There's the Armenian genocide, and now they have they have a long history because they split up from, I think it was the Ottoman Empire after world the World Wars, and then there's like a long history there that it's, it's pretty... It's pretty fucked up mm -hmm. in itself. There's just so many issues. What you see is like minorities and like just getting fucked up. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter where you are. Minorities are getting fucked. They got the Uyghur Muslims uh, in China. Like anywhere you look, minorities, the the, the Catalonians in Spain, they, they're so surprised. It, my question to you guys, was it like this before or is it just coming out now? No, but you, you have like, I mean, it's, throughout history, you have, this is always existed where you have like, it, you know, mm -hmm. now it's the American empire before you had, you know, the Roman empire, you had the Ottoman empire, you had the, you know, you had all these different empires, they rise and they do this, but then change happens when they start like going, pushing people too far, right? Then you see change and like gradually you'll see periods of peacetime and good time and their culture and everything's flourishing and then you get the wrong people in power and that's always going to happen because it's too much of a power is too like it's you know it, it attracts people from everywhere so you're always going to have to have but like i don't know i guess it, uh, with social media with everything we have now it's like we're, we're able to see this like it's been happening we didn't have that access to information like even if you look at like 1984 with the sick genocide did we have that information? Like, no, our parents did, like didn't have that inf access to information. Now you're seeing all these atrocities that happen across the country and other parts of India because we have access to information. So, like, yeah, they've happened before, and they'll happen now, and they'll continue to happen. And it's kind of like you guys said in the beginning, where um, a lot there's during COVID, like your attention, your focus on all these fucking issues. Is it's you're putting a lot more focus in it because you're not at work all day, right? Yeah. You're kind of working from home and you're paying more attention to what's going on around the world, and a lot more people are sharing stories and on on social media and putting so, out the awareness, right? 
it's, it's not a bad thing, eh? I don't know, Cam. What do you think? No, I, I don't. I don't think it's. I definitely don't think it's bad. I think it's better to know more than not know more. Uh, I I was gonna go back to like, for example, the Sikh genocide in India, right? I I, I just thought it was interesting, like. From what I understand, India has not... I mean, India doesn't seem to acknowledge anything Sikh, really. Everything seems to get layered with, like, a Hindu interpretation of, uh, of the Sikh community, Sikh faith, and uh, anything good, anything positive that Sikh history has contributed to Indian history. But that's besides the fact. I thought, going back to the Armenian thing, I thought it was interesting that um, even, like, Turkey to this day, at least, unless news has come out in the last two years that I haven't read... Turkey doesn't want does not. No, they don't. No, that that's that's a that's a problem. That's why they're having. And and so I think there's there's something well, to be said when you have a. Yeah, so I think there's something to be said when you have a uh, a society that wants to create a homogenous identity and they want to force everybody to fit that homogenous identity. So you have that in China, they have the ethnic Han identity, and that's supposed to be like the essence of what it means to be Chinese. And I think. In some factions of India, without getting too politically incorrect, that exists. There's like the certain view of what India was and what it is today and what it should be, and uh, <laughs> you see that. Well, that that's like Modi and the BJP. Like that is their. I said the Modi and the BJP, right? Like that's their Hindu Rashtra. That's what they're trying to create is one homogenous mentality. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and you had that, like even in Turkey. I mean, even. Maybe people from Turkey might disagree, but in many ways, Turkey is like a con- it's a conglomeration of many ethnicities. And then they had their leader in the early 20th century say there's a Turkish identity and nothing else. And then groups like the Armenians and to an extent like the Kurds and stuff were like, you know, you, you got to be Turkish, you know. Um, so I think that forcing a majority identity on, onto a minority definitely has its problems. It just seems like it's their... In India, and honestly, like a lot of countries, I mean, including the countries like my mom comes from and like my dad comes from for sure, like in their own regard. So yeah, I'm not trying to like Plur- pluralism is th- is the way, man. Pluralism <laughs> is that what Canada has? I mean, cat. It's got more than what uh, whatever it is you guys have in the U.S. Man, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you about the. The mass shootings, man. Like there was the the one where the Asian women got killed, and that was where, where was that? That was Atlanta, right? Atlanta, yeah. yeah and then yeah. this this one that just went down was in Denver, right? Yeah. Uh, the grocery store, yeah. ten people died. Like, dude, it's fucked up. Like, what what do people? Was think? that was that grocery store one a racist attack? Uh, I actually don't know. Don't the know. guy has like an Arabic name, but I don't know what his. The thing is, like. The guy has an Arabic name, but I don't know what his race is. I think he's, I, I think he's a white guy, man. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I heard. Just so like I, I, not, not that your identity has anything to do with it. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, they, they, they could use. Who knows what they could use that fucking story? You know what I mean? It was weird how the information came out. They wouldn't release his name. It was like really slow developing. Where's the other guy? The inf- I don't know. It's it's fucked up. But like, what do people in the U.S. like? What is it? Like you, you're in the states, but you're in Washington, which is a bit more like you know, liberal. Yeah. So, like, but what do people think? It's hard, you know. It's hard to say because I lean a little bit left, and Seattle and the areas I'm in, the place I, the people I spend time with, 
all lean a little bit left. So I don't have a ton of insight into like the opposite view. My mm. guess is probably there's some people that are all about gun control and there's other people who are not. I don't have a, I'll be honest, I don't have a very strong opinion about it because I don't know enough about the problem. Like I know we have mass shootings. You, you, know, you, you know that guns are a problem in the United States. <laughs> you have a gun problem and that's why people are dying from guns like it's fine. you got i mean it, well you have the other argument is it the people is it the guns or the people who have no look at the stats yeah, around the world i mean of course no you could have gu- like fuck- you- look yo people are fucked up and the fact that they can buy guns is the issue is them buying the guns like people are fucked up everywhere man the ability, them, yeah, they have the ability. To- the, so that's a Vin. You're 100 right. Like you, you, like you can just walk into like a fucking store and just pick up like buy your groceries, buy a gun, and like walk out. And they, there's like no check. There's like literally. Buy a gun at Walmart. <laughs> you like it, it, it's fucked. Like you know what I mean. So the you, it's in the hands of people who probably shouldn't have it. Like have sure have guns, but have stringent. Uh, like in Canada, you have to do you have to do a test. You have to fucking. Uh, even the way you you the, well even the way you hold the the way the gun has to be kept in your home um there's a lot that goes along with it that makes it a lot safer which i agree with i mean if you're saying if the argument is we need to uh make sure the wrong people don't have gun don't have access to guns i'm all for that um and i think without knowing all the details i think that's more of the problem than not i mean a a, a gun is just like a tool right and a tool on its own like i'm not yeah but it's just it's just it's just odds that if you have more of them out there the odds of someone who shouldn't have it getting their their hand so you should i believe you should be able to own a gun right like having you should be able to like i've got my gun license um but like there's there should be a process that goes along with obtaining a gun license I fully agree, dude. I fully agree. And I don't think that process exists here in the U.S. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I don't think it does. So I do think it should I do think it exists. I, do th- I also think that you would get probably a more interesting perspective from, like, people in my hometown that feel very strongly about guns and, like, whatever, the first four amendments. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. There's not much. There's not much resistance for me on on that, on that argument. What's your your, home, your hometown is Olympia, right? Olympia, Washington, folks. Cameron said it here. Now? He said they're just a bunch of gun toting. Yeah. <laughs> Don't dox me. <laughs> the uh, yeah, no, it's it's crazy, man. You, you, there's so much shit still going on in the U.S. The the voter suppression in Georgia that's been going on. I think they arrested a lawmaker there. Um, she was knocking on the door of the governor as he was signing the bill and the, like six cops came and arrested her. And she, she's black. Yeah, she's a lawmaker. And because they're, li- they're literally trying to suppress the black vote now because they lost those seats um, in Georgia. Cam, you must have heard something about this. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I did not. Oh that's, shit! I'm okay. Not, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I haven't been paid. I, I honestly, um, I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in like fifteen. I don't have cable. You just have the internet. <laughs> I uh, I don't watch the news. Um, 
I, I'm basically like a, a terrible global citizen in that regard. <laughs> Honestly. All right. Well, that's what's that's what's happening there. So it's pretty fucked up. Like, and there's efforts in other states, like they're, where they're trying to uh, essentially fucking you know suppress the black vote now, <laughs> right? They're making efforts to do this. So it's pretty it's pretty fucked up. I don't know. I don't feel like a lot's gonna change in the u.s between now and the next like this it's too especially probably not with biden no it's so polarized man it's just fucked like it and it takes like generations to now like i think change people's mentalities it's fucked and i don't see like the global economy improving to a point where it's gonna make like that change would happen a lot more rapidly if the economy is good and people have jobs and all that so i don't think that's that's gonna happen but, but you don't uh, think that's gonna happen not anytime soon not the way things are going so i mean fuck like yeah, i don't know there's, there's so much crazy shit going on what you do know, you think like you know what's crazy is like even even here um in canada and edmonton at least we in the construction industry now you could tell that a lot more people are charging for everything up front <laughs> than putting stuff on credit because a lot more people are getting oh, really? now where yeah it's like like i was talking to this one company we need to buy um what was it some like controls right and they're like yeah we're not you guys have to pay 100 percent up front even before we do the work just because there's a lot more companies that are coming out and not paying and it's apparently it's happening every, like in a lot more um uh, sectors than you think so you could tell if that's if you're hearing stories like that now yeah just wait yeah, like people are on edge. Bankruptcies, yeah. It, people are on edge. Yeah, but but, re, but real estate's through the roof right now, everywhere, fucking across Canada somehow. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is, uh, so I, I this is all kind of anecdotally, right? So I, I mean, my main, so I, my hometown is a small town. It's like the equivalent of like Red Deer, but I live in like the city center of Seattle, and right now. If you try to sell your home in the city of center, city center of Seattle, um, at least the people that I've seen, they can't even sell it for sticker price. They gotta put it. They gotta bump it down like five percent below really? sticker price. Yeah, really? yeah. So here's the interesting thing. But like in my hometown and suburbs, you will have like ten offers on your home, and then you'll be able to sell it for seven to nine percent higher than sticker price. So definitely like uh, suburb. From what I've seen, suburb real estate is appreciating, and then. Uh, in the core center, like in the one mile radius of a city center, it's the complete opposite. It's like it's interesting to see that dynamic. And it was only a couple yeah. years ago where it's like properties were crazy, right? The values and appreciated. Yeah, I mean, there was a time where, like, my where I live, every year for the last seven years, it was going up like eight to ten percent a year, and and. Uh, 2020 2021 were the first years where year over year it was going down like one percent which is like terrible i mean that's that's that that doesn't even well i mean if you've been getting eight to ten percent seven years and now you're you've lost a percent i think you're, you're i mean it ain't no fucking bitcoin okay but you know i mean bitcoin's <laughs> up and down fucking every other hour man a couple percent here a couple percent there um, i mean that's a healthy economy man I I, yeah like it's a natural it's a natural economy that's what it is it's the it's the way i mean you still got whales you got people trying to 
make you know dumps at the right moment whatever but like i mean it, it, it's it's better than what we have this fixed fucking economy but uh cam that's what i wanted to ask you uh because you like to get i like to hear everyone's uh views on bitcoin crypto the space um and obviously you've you had heard about it even before i did um or were like dabbled in it what in 2017 right so, so how did you come about, or how did you find Bitcoin and this space? And then like, you kind of like fucked off for a bit and now I guess you're back into this space. How did that happen? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I first, so I first heard about Bitcoin in like 2013, 2014. I had, and I, I work with a bunch of engineers and of course the, the origins of Bitcoin is very software oriented. And I had a coworker, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I just put like a hundred bucks a month into Bitcoin. This is in 2014, and that was the first and last time I heard about Bitcoin. And then uh, I got into uh, fitness, and there's a website called Bodybuilding.com. Maybe you heard about it. And there's like yeah. a lot of different people. There's like people who like to lift. There's a lot of incels. There's a lot of four channers. Um, these are like the filth of the internet, basically, for those who don't know what those are. Um, And then there were people in 2016 talking about something called Ethereum. And uh, that was in 2016, and people were saying, oh, Ethereum is like $9 a coin. And I'm like, you you guys want to know what I thought at the time? I thought they were talking about a video game. I thought they're talking about, like, RuneScape or some RPG game, and I thought Ethereum was... Like most people... Yeah, that's what I thought. And then um, that was like in like October, November 2016. And then after like four or five months, like in like February of 2017, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should Google what Ethereum is. Maybe it's not a, a currency from a video game. So I Googled it and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's like 80 bucks a coin. So and it's not a video game thing. It's like a thing you buy in Coinbase. Uh, so then I started scrambling, looking for a way to buy, for, buy some Ethereum. And I messaged some uh, stranger on bodybuilding.com who actually had Ethereum. And I was like, yo, let me send you money on PayPal. And then you send me money on Coinbase. I can't buy stuff on Coinbase because I'm, I haven't verified my account, yada, yada. I'll send you PayPal. You send me Ethereum, Ether, not Ethereum, Ether, uh, like Coinbase. And that's kind of how I got into it. Uh, and then after that, I, uh, 2017, I was very obsessed with it. I built an app about like an app an app related to Ethereum. Um, to, yeah, I really got into it. And then after twenty eighteen uh, came around, there was a lot of people very similar to the people that are here today. Two years ago, they weren't talking about crypto at all, and now they are. So there was like an entire same version of those people in twenty seventeen. Including hard. Yeah, but okay. So, so you, <laughs> you, you were in it 2017, and then you you went you, like you were in it, and then you were out, and then you haven't you didn't get back into it until recently, right? Like, yeah. Why Why did you drop out? Uh, I like it's not so much that I dropped or, out; it's more like I stopped buying. It's yeah, stop paying attention to it. Whatever you call it. It's because the bubble burst, and I was like, okay, the bubble burst. I'm gonna wait till Bitcoin hits the bottom, and then after like. A couple years, I because because it, it dropped it dropped to like three thousand after the first big bubble when it hit like nineteen. So were you like this shit's going to zero? No, I was like I'm gonna wait for it to for it to hit the bottom even more beyond three thousand dollars. And um, what happened was I waited so long that I forgot my passwords and I forgot everything. Yeah. So, but did you did you not have were you like 
obviously there's people in like the Bitcoin maxis, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they're they're crazy, but they're like Bitcoin like. So if anyone doesn't know Bitcoin maxis are Bitcoin maximalists, like they don't touch any of these other altcoins. They're just Bitcoin ride or die, right? Like so, were you your view of Bitcoin at the time? It wasn't obviously like you didn't think it was going to where it is today or where it was going to go because if you saw a drop from like 19 to three, I mean, at some point, whether you got it at three or two or one or four or five, if you had, you know, in your head thought it was going to a certain place in the future, it wouldn't really make a difference, right? So was that not you at that point? I was a little like, bit, where I was a little bit more emotional about it. I actually thought it, my idea was, I want to see it drop back into the hundreds before I buy it back in. Obviously that was greedy because it never went below like, three g's i mean that's like fucking ridiculously <laughs> greedy <laughs> so so yeah then 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 I, and then i saw go and i saw it hit eight or ten and i'm like oh fuck like eight or ten what if i buy it and it goes back down to three eight or ten was like what nine months ago and uh at the time instead of buying crypto i started like getting silver instead because i felt like it's like so it i'm getting there <laughs> i'm getting it it's not fiat is a hedge against fiat against printing money. And then, uh, honestly, I slept on it. I slept on it way too fucking long in 2021. And my little brother, who's younger and a little bit more apt at this stuff, was like, oh, you should have bought it like eight months ago. And now my brother is, my little brother is teaching me <laughs> again about crypto. Yeah, no. It's fucking uh, well. I mean, you're you're back into it now. What, what what do you think about it right now and where it is? Like, so it's been. I think it, it hit all time high last week, sixty one ish, sixty one and change, and now it's dropped. Like it's been hovering on fifty five, and it went down to like fifty, just over fifty today. So like, I mean, it's vol it's volatile, right? And uh, so people people like start freaking out. They're like, the fucking world is ending. Bitcoin's going to zero. I mean, it's at 50K. It was at, you know, it was at like five, six last year. So what, what do you, like, I guess, like, yeah, what are your thoughts about it now going into the future? How do you see Bitcoin? And how do you see it? Like, what, what kind of price do you think it could reach? And are you like, where I, you're someone who's like, I need to, for my future, I need to like, you know, buy Bitcoin now. Like, I need to be involved in this space. So I think that uh, the future, I mean, I've, I've always thought the future of Bitcoin was up. <laughs> was up. <laughs> I always thought the, the, I always felt, always meaning since 2017, felt the trajectory of Bitcoin was upwards. Um, but I was greedy about how low can it go so I can get the most gain. Now it's more about, okay, how can I just keep dollar cost averaging up? But the big caveat is I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist. I'm a big Ethereum fanboy. I've been a big Ethereum fanboy since like 2017. Um, the we'll talk. We'll talk. What's your view on Bitcoin, specifically Bitcoin, right now? I think it's a. I think Bitcoin is an awesome role model for things like Ethereum, and I think Ethereum could learn a lot from the struggles of Bitcoin. But they're two different. Uh, they're two different things altogether. They are right. Like one's a platform. Bitcoin's not, but you can't do anything else with Bitcoin aside from what it is, which is a store of value. Like it has no other use case. So like, how do you, you, like you can't, I mean, you could hope for that, but that's never going to happen. Like they're, they're just two different things. Whereas so much 
else is built on the Ethereum platform, right? Like the DeFi space. So like, how do you specifically take everything away? What is your thoughts on Bitcoin? I'm a little bit influenced by the space of uh, software and technology. And the one thing I've learned about software and technology is platforms have a, there's a multiplier effect for platforms because you basically benefit off of all the things that build on top of you. And that has, that's what appeals to me about Ethereum, but it's all like theoretical, right? Like I'm taking things from a different world of software, like old software, and I'm trying to apply it to crypto and that kind of model, that's what attracts me to Ethereum. It's very possible that Bitcoin ends up being fulfilling its like whatever 2009 prophecy and then i'm just like left holding ether that's that no but you, you can you can play with you can have both they have two different use cases you can trade one into the other one right yeah like so do you not that's what i'm saying do you not so you would buy you know ether more than you would buy bitcoin like and and i that's literally what i have right now I literally don't. No, but, but that, that's fine. But like, is your goal to like, so you can trade in other cryptos, right? Like obviously because some of the returns, but like, is your goal to keep it in Ethereum then? Would you hold it there or would you move it back into Bitcoin, which is the store of value? I, right now, I don't have any plans to swap my, swap my Ether for Bitcoin. I don't have plans to buy Bitcoin right now. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was basically, but uh, I mean, you're in the space. Which is like, right now it's like, I don't know, Vinny, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, Bitcoin? I'd like to know. Cameron, do, do you think it's a bubble? Uh, you know, I felt that way in 2017 until 2020 came around. I do think yeah. there's another bubble, but it's a cyclical bubble. And then I looked at the graph since 20, 2009 of the halvening. And I think yeah. every halvening, it, the halvenings are preceded by a bubble. So sure, is is this particular instance a bubble? Probably. But this bubble is not going to be worse than the next. Like, this like this bubble is, like, the um, the highest lows of this will still be higher than the lowest highs. The previous, the yeah. Yeah, I, I so, I mean, just, say, yeah. just looking at the last 12 years, I, I'm going off of historicals. I wish I did this, like, four years ago. But, like, uh, now I'm, like, looking at it again, older and wiser. I mean, every everyone's looking at it now i mean it's caught the attention of like i said we were like this has been around since 2009 i you know we all have all heard about it i didn't get involved in it until 2019 and like now just you know i, I tell people and it's just like like you said the network like you're just telling it's growing it's growing and and it's it's a fucking amazing space man like the, everything that's happening in this space is like it's is there's so much happening uh bitcoin itself what it represents what it can do for people uh how it affects governments um but you have like like these big like today there was uh, i think it was today so the cio of the soros george soros is fun i think i mentioned this scam that uh so she came out and they asked her like how does the soros fund look at bitcoin and she said it would be out in the fringes maybe <clears throat> If the government hadn't debased the the fiat currency, you know the U.S. dollar, like you know how much I think they put twenty five percent more into circulating like printed essentially, and so now you've made Bitcoin something you can't ignore. That's what essentially she's saying. And they asked her, "Do you own it personally?" And she started like giggling, and he's like, "Okay, your answer kind of gives me 
gives that away, right? She's like, I won't say. I will say, you, you guys, I'm not a finance guy, but you guys have heard of like a black swan event, right? Yeah, Nicholas Talib, he wrote that he wrote that book. Yeah. yeah, so I mean like I really feel like whether you believe COVID was man-made or not, it has become the black swan event for the world economy. And I think that's something I didn't uh factor in about the future of Bitcoin. So like I'm telling you like right now, I don't buy Bitcoin. It doesn't mean that two months from now that I won't start buying Bitcoin. So you have your eye on it. You know the value of what it it, it will. So you wouldn't keep it in dollars, is what you're saying. You'd exactly. rather keep your money in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, instead of what I've been doing for a while, like instead of di- diverting into the stock market or precious metals, I might say, well, uh, let's divert into Bitcoin. What, what What's the most that you lose by dropping some percentage of your of your income every whatever nothing it just goes up when you put yeah. it in bitcoin every two weeks, every four, <laughs> if you got money that you don't care if you lose it and you think that something yeah. will probably go up in the long term especially based on the last 12 years of of its birth um what do you have to lose <laughs> so i mean I, I mean everyone should have exposure to it right yeah like you, you can't with with inflation going where it's going um Everything costs fucking more now. So you you can't have it in cash. You can't have it in the bank account. It's losing its value sitting in the bank account day by day. Yeah. Right? And these fuckers are going to keep printing more and more. So, yeah. No, it's definitely... Uh, I, li- I like to get opinions on it. It's... it's uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my opinion is... But, I, yeah. I just have old... Uh, if you get older and you get kind of stuck, you get fixated on things that you knew. And it's hard for you to move away from those things. So, like, when I got into crypto, I got really into Ether. So, it's taking me time to, like, be like, maybe Ether is not the only thing to be in. Maybe I should be in something else. No, I mean, I mean, the, the space is so much. So, now you have, like, decentralized finance. Like, these projects that are coming up. I was also talking to you when Vinny showed up late here. Like, Web3, right? Like, so, it's, like, the next evolution of the internet where, like, you know, you, where you're getting privacy, uh, you can't, people can't even see your IP addresses. Like everything is going to like, there's, they've got such crazy NFTs. Everyone's heard of NFTs now, right? Like fucking that's like, the, it, that's the big craze with the fucking, what do you call it? The, the NBA top shot. Like that's huge where you can buy like highlights. You can oh, like, some yeah. of it's stupid, but NFTs, like, have you heard of games like Decentraland and like Sandbox? No. So they're like the meta they're like the metaverse like so you it's a digital world. So you can buy land, there's land scarcity, you can it's like its own marketplace. And so recently I can't remember which platform or which game it was on, some a, a somebody sold a virtual home for $500,000. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, like a virtual home. You can buy virtual land for like 50 and people all these in this space, they're all like young kids, can man. You like, so can you like buy a house and rent it out on like? On you could thing? rent your land. You can rent like, your you land. You can make money, so you can rent your land out out to uh, other other gamers for whatever specific use case because they, they have like communities <laughs> and they're trying to grow their like. It's fucking crazy, you know. It, it's it's funny. Like we, I don't think I that's I would do that, but like it's there. It, and it's massive. Like if somebody could sell a virtual home for 500000 who gives a fuck? 
right? If so, if there's a willing buyer, who cares if you're selling virtual land or real land? Like, yo, so right? actually, it's, actually, it's funny. Um, in uh, group chat, remember Vin that website called Earth Two Point Was like six months yeah. ago. It was the same thing, and I was like, "Hello, this guy named Charm." This he's like Harvey's like internet friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay, actually, internet friend. Yeah, look, Vin, I gotta take a piss. Can you explain? I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Uh, explain. I don't remember the exact story, but well, clearly you don't know the story. You fucking no, it's uh, I was in the fucking group, right? But these guys fucking. We'll wait for him to come back. Yo, how's your dad's song doing? The one with Binder Bajwa. I don't know. Let's check it out right now. How many views we got? That's a uh, Binder Bajwa song. It's uh, sporting Jundee. with Kassan. Jundee, yeah, it's a good song. This guy's yeah. uh, this guy's dad, Ekbaz Productions, released the song. Vinny, what was your role on it? I was the producer, the executive producer. No, you weren't the producer. It, what did it say on the fucking thing? Don't make me look it up. Just what did it say? It was like headmaster. Project head. Project head. <laughs> head <laughs> headmaster Vinny Pernister. Headmaster. Project head. Project That's right, head. Man. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> you shit, man. So, Dude, I did a lot, man. I did a lot. That song was good, man. It was. It, it was, was a, a good, good song. song. I I like the song. Yeah. yeah. Bender's voice is fucking solid, man. That's the thing. Yeah, he is a solid voice. Especially solid for that voice. kind of song. Yeah. Agya, Agya, Kamran. So, Kamran, I did not do any justice to the story, so you're going to have to repeat the story, man. Okay, so, so, uh, so, Harv has his internet friend. His name is Alex Sharma, okay? Okay? <laughs> this guy sits there, he's in this chat, and he's like, oh, I'm, like, half Assyrian, like, half white, and you guys are a bunch of stinky packages. And I'm like, dude, are you sure you're half Assyrian? Because Sharma is, like, generally a, kind of, like, a Hindu name. <laughs> So it's like, I'm, yeah, I'm like always hella confused. Anyways, that's besides the fact. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, guy was always like, the guy was like pitching this thing called Earth 2.0, which is just a digitized version of like Google Maps. And yeah. you can basically buy whatever parcels of land. And I was going to do it. I was literally too lazy to learn how to use how to how to sign up, create a fucking password yeah, I mean, you need time. It's not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, th I don't think I would. The chance of me participating in this digital world, you know, not very high. But like, fuck, I'll look into it. I mean, like, it's fucking. I mean, I wish I it's did interesting that. what's going on, right? Like, there's there's so much shit going on in this space. Anyways, it, it's a very, it's a crazy space, man. Like, and, and it's good to learn about the space because this is fucking opportunities so so did sharma buy some land and did i appreciate alex it. sharma the halfway syrian yeah. did he buy some <laughs> the half white so one of, half one of my buddies, definitely not hindu half white half a syrian guy <laughs> that calls us stinky packies even though the only packy in that 20 person room is like half of me so yeah. <laughs> so one of so one of my brother's friends bought the golden temple in earth 3.0 and apparently it's worth a lot now. Who's your brother's? First off, who, who, what friends does probably have? That are not your friends. That are not, that are not, question, that are not your friends. No, no, my friends, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, my mom. I don't know this character, man. Probably his work friend or something. Okay. But, uh, or probably, Bravi's friends are Vin's friends. Are you sure? Bravi's friends are my <laughs> friends, man. <laughs> That's more like it. No, it's like, 
What you I was, you know, uh, speaking of like digital technology, man, like uh, Clubhouse, you're not going to make any money off of it, but Clubhouse is fucking amazing, man. Yo, did you, did you read my thread that I retweeted on Clubhouse? No. Uh, you can't tweet anything on Clubhouse. <laughs> oh, no. I'm- no, no, not. Uh, it, was, it was on Clubhouse itself, the platform on Twitter. So on Twitter, I retweeted a tweet. Okay. And it was, it was a, oh, yeah, okay, about. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not like a about clubhouse. English major. Yeah, what'd you say? No, it like I was somebody else's, and it talks about how this thing's. He thinks it's gonna fail, because um, the way to mon- read the read. I'm telling you, this thread. Oh, maybe one. yeah, it, that like who knows it, it happens or not. I don't fucking give a fuck. But the thread and the way he runs you through it and how how like people will lose interest, like to keep people engaged and to having to monetize it, it it just won't. Work. and it's his it's his viewpoint he's like it could because i could be wrong but he goes this is how i think about it and it's just it's fu- just read the th- read the thread because i won't do it justice uh on my twitter so fuck it I, i'll check it out i mean it's uh it, i feel like it's a crap shoot because how did twitter yeah but twitter is very different it's very it's very different how you can keep people engaged uh, now it is. You're how, not, how did it actually? No, no, because on on Twitter you can go and you can randomly like you can you have like news feeds and stuff. You don't have that on Clubhouse. You have random rooms, but you don't know what room to go. They're not that random. Yeah, they are not that random. They are that random. Or you're going to like specific rooms or events at a certain time, so it's not the same as like a Twitter or one of these other things. Then it becomes like, how are you going to get these people? Essentially, it's like a podcast on. Right, a lot of people can't even participate. And if you want to hear like Elon Musk or Naval, it becomes like a podcast essentially. So why would you take it to, unless you're getting paid? Like, there's so many reasons. Read the thread. I recommend you read the thread. I I, I agree. Clubhouse is like it's innovative. It's something new. It's fucking crazy. Uh, but like as far as longevity and whether you can monetize it, this guy's viewpoint is very interesting. So I would. I Sunny Jatta. Even he was saying, like, that's a pretty interesting thread. And uh, other people have read it. It's like, it makes you just look at it from an entirely different perspective. Like, this is very possible. Who this is, is, who's the author of, uh, of that, of that, twi- that thread again? It's, um, it's, it's, I'll find like, it. Whoever it is, he's fucking interesting. Like, he has a bunch of other stuff. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, the thing is, even Twitter started out like Clubhouse. It started out with just, but it's it's not just I I get what you're saying like trust me it was hard for I, if if this guy didn't write this I would have not have even thought I would like Clubhouse is going to the moon. This is like gospel. Right? This like, is like gospel. This is like the antichrist of Clubhouse, isn't it? <laughs> I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, no, it's fucking. Come out on Android. It's not on Android, right? Vinny, you you you've read the thread, right? Yeah, it's yeah. actually interesting. Uh, Clubhouse is so. I'll check it out. I will check it check out it and up, I'll follow and I will follow up. This guy, this guy Whatever. says uh, he hopes it works out. Yeah, it. even the guy's like the guy's like I hope it works out, but he's like I just can't see any way for it to work uh, out. I mean, I'm not married um, to Clubhouse, but you know, if Clubhouse works out, no, it's just yeah, it's just like an interesting perspective because it's all about perspectives, Cameron. You yeah, have it's yours. Like that. Yo, <laughs> I Cameron, have mine. So, I was I was I showed Joe the picture where like you're. You're one of the moderators, <laughs> of, like makeup artists. Oh, dude! You know, you know, you know, you know, give me shit about that. Okay, so I have a buddy. His name is Varn. He's like the biggest country I've ever like fucking knew in my life. And this guy, all he does is try to ruin my relationship with Cami. 
So every day, <laughs> he sends a screenshot, a group chat with me, Cammy, and his wife. And he's always like, oh, why is Cam always, like, the only dude in this group full of, like, Sulas with, like, these girls? <laughs> and they're always, he's like, they're all high. And, like, what, what is up with this? I'm like, dude, you don't understand. It's, like, my target market, yeah, dude. This is the plan event <laughs> target persona, dude. They're like, I'm going Fuck. over to... Yeah. So, it's like you see yeah. a bunch of chicks and then there's like that one guy in the fucking middle. It's like clean shaven dude, you know? I'm just like a good guy cam. Good guy cam. Good guy cam. Yo, I wanted to ask you, good guy cam. I'm going to call you good guy cam now. <laughs> good, guy, <laughs> good guy cam. You uh, you got your uh, you got your COVID vaccine, right? Yeah, man. Like right, right uh, here. Yeah, I, I get it. You got it on your shoulder. <laughs> Which one did you get? Uh, I got Moderna because... Because uh, Cam- so Cammy book uh, Cammy found the place for me. She got Cammy got the Pfizer one, and she's been sick for like five days, dude. Oh shit! Yes. Really? So she's like, "Don't get the Pfizer one." She said, "Get Moderna." So I got the Moderna one. Shot one out of two. Well, a couple of people. It's it's crazy. Like here, my grandparents got Pfizer. A lot of people got Pfizer. Not really sick. And in America, Rena got Pfizer. She got sick. Cammy got Pfizer. She got sick. I mean, everyone's gonna react to it differently. So, yeah. Obviously, good guy Cam is—he's uh, too much of a physical specimen to be affected by. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, so, uh, deadlifting, right? Two twenty-five. Deadlifting. <laughs> Cam, Cam's in shape now. Cam's, Cam's in, shape. in shape, man. What do you What do you weigh, Cam? Uh, one hundred and fifty-six pounds, and uh, ideally, I'd be very happy if I could de- be deadlifting double my body weight for reps. You work out a lot? Yes, I do. Although I don't look like it, I do work out a lot. <laughs> you hesitated. How, what's a lot? Every day. You so work out every day? We, every day. <laughs> so we go, we go, we, before COVID, like we used to travel a lot together, right? <laughs> so it doesn't matter if we get fucked up and don't go to sleep until till 3 a.m. or something. This guy will wake up 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Always he'll... He'll wake up on our trips and go for a run in the morning or go work out. No, there's a history to it, though, man. There's a history to it. I was fat when I was like 11, 12, 13. Once you're fat, it's like if you become unfat, you never want to be fat again. Okay? (laughs) Straight up. And I had this talk with my mom and I was like, I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, like, I appreciate you didn't put me on a diet. But one of the worst things you could do to your kid is to keep feeding them. Because as a dude, yeah. you don't want to be a fat kid. Like, not even dudes like you when you're fat <laughs> in, in the fifth grade. They're just like, you're fucking fat. You got tits and shit. Get out of here. Kids are fucking mean, man. They do. Kids get mean yeah. from like the age of like six. It's crazy. Yeah, straight up. No, you can't fucking. So you, so you, now, so you were a fat kid. Now you're not a fat kid. You're good guy, Cam. Skinny fit, good guy cam. So you're working out fucking every day. You you you're obviously you're eating what? One you're doing some diet, you're eating like once a day now. One meal a right day. Now? They call it OMAD. One <laughs> for how long are you gonna do this for? Uh, honestly, I like it. I've been doing so I I was doing intermittent fasting for about six years. Uh sixteen hours no eating, eight hours I eat. And now I'm just doing like twenty two hours fasting. Two hours I eat. And I, I've been doing this longer fast for like since September. I'll probably just do it forever honestly you won't have any food no literally no i'm used to now so 
what is what do you why do you th- do you think this is beneficial for you? Do you think like do you, what are the benefits of this? Uh, it's beneficial for me because there's kind of two two ways you can go about your diet. You can do the whole eat every two hours, okay? And for somebody who, where it's hard for them to gain weight, I think that makes sense. You eat basically four or five hundred calories every two hours, okay? For me, when I was doing that, I was getting fat because I I end up eating like thirty five hundred calories a day. Uh, but if I condense all the eating into two hours, I can only eat so, so many whole calories in that two hours before I feel full. So yeah. I think it's good for people who have portion control issues. Like I have a really big portion control issues. Like I have a big appetite. Uh, and I think it's, I think, I think it's hereditary cause my dad has a big appetite too. Like everybody in my family has a big appetite. And so, um, and I'm an easy gainer. So I gain it very easily. I'm not a hard gainer. So. Oh, so you're really fucking afraid of getting this weight okay, back. Yeah, man. I do not. I re- you just like spend my whole life running away from my 12-year-old so self. That- I'm like 35 now. <laughs> Straight up. Yo, that, that's good, though. You got you to gotta stay fit. You got to be uh, healthy. And, and you, they say you're not supposed to, as you get older, you shouldn't eat as much. And we eat too much. Like, we're always snacking. We're always snacking. We're always snacking. Like, fucking it's like... Eating- uh, Oh man, no, you guys, it's going to be embarrassing that I can't fucking finish this because it's the one uh, sick runner in England, I think uh, Baba Fatesing. Fatesing, you mean? Fatesing, there you go, man. Fatesing, there. Bro, why do I know this? I was like, hopefully you guys don't make me fucking finish this sentence. He's like 103. He's he's running, he's actually, and and he said his secret is eating like a small amount. Really? Yo, that's it, because you're... I mean, the goal is obviously to stay healthy. Like you want to, you you want to live long, and but you want to stay as healthy during that period. Like you don't want to fucking ten years, your last ten years to be where you're not mobile. You're not. You've got a lot of sickness, illnesses, because you didn't look after yourself fucking thirty years ago. Because like it's harder to later in life to like reverse the damage that's already been done. So what Cam's doing is pretty fucking good. Um, Right, like I mean, it's it's a long. How many times term. do you? How many times do you eat a day? Right now, right now, I know I you do were doing like, intermittent fast. I try to as much. I don't force it, um, yeah. but I eat like I try to eat. I don't eat much as it is, um, but I try to limit my window to like sixteen hours, sixteen eight. But like I don't fucking maximize it the thing is like science. And if I overeat the day before, like I'll fucking won't eat the next day. Like I could, I could do one meal like. To make up for the cal, because it's at the end of the day, it's calories, right? Determine. Yeah, it's calories in, calories out. It's funny it's you mention that, because like, uh, like for example, a few weeks ago, me and my buddies had Korean barbecue, and I was like so full. I literally did did not eat the next day. I was like so full. Um, yeah. But I was gonna say I do feel like kind of some of these health problems are hereditary. So my brother looks. Uh, he's always been in better shape than I have physically but he's like five years younger than me he has back problems he's got knee problems and he's got teeth problems and my mom has all those problems my dad yeah but why does he have knee and back does he play sports uh he used to do like wrestling in high school that's it and he was really what does he do now nothing dude he just like works in a computer like me that's it (laughs) is he active he physical therapy because he, he like literally herniated herniated his disc when he was in wrestling. Like, oh, t- 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 yeah. So he's got an injury. He's got an exist like an old injury. But I mean, a part of that, I mean, a herniated disc in many ways you can attribute to like a weak core, right? I guess the point I'm trying to make is 
he's developed like knee issues and this and that. But then my dad is like 71. He is as healthy as he was like 40 years ago. And I think I took care, took after my dad. There's just, some of it is just, I think, hereditary. Or you've seen, you've seen him look after himself and you're probably like, well, fuck, I, I prefer this. And it's also possible. I mean, my, so that, that's possible. I mean, like, my mom and brother. It's your environment. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah for- maybe it's a bit of all, both of that. Like, in certain things, it plays a role. But, like, there's a lot of things we, we control. I think, I think yoga, Cam's a big yoga guy too, man. I think that plays a huge role in Cam staying healthy is yoga. I started doing it a couple months ago, and uh, fuck, uh, this is probably the best, uh, the healthiest I've been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yoga, and then my, this is going to sound questionable, but my buddy, who I've been staying with during the pandemic, he gives me a massage, deep tissue massage, every week, man. He kind of fucking... <laughs> I know Joe would love that. <laughs> Bro, he like, he slathers a CBD bomb all over my fucking backside. <laughs> <laughs> fucking deep tissue. It's good, dude. Fucking, that's nice, Cameron. I'm happy for you. <laughs> All right, boys. No, that's, uh, yeah, it was fucking, uh, it's crazy. Cam's Look always an yourself. interesting guy, man. Cam's, Cam's always got interesting things. No, you go, but like shit like that is good. Like, right. It's, it's good for you and it's going to be good for you over the long term. Or you could be like Vin here. Right. Like what? <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking, man. Yeah. No, Vinny. Vinny's healthier now too. He uses the Yuka app. <laughs> what the fuck is Yuka? Yes, Vinny, it's tell him what the fucking. So basically, you you scan uh, an item and it tells you out of a hundred what a score is, if it's good for you, if it's bad for you. So a lot measure it'll scan a bunch of the shit you're using, man. I guarantee you, you're gonna be like, what the fuck am I putting in on my body, I- right? Cosmetic item like food, cosmetics, cosmetic items, beauty. Food, so like lotion, everything. You can scan it and it'll tell you like, does it have uh, pres- additives, uh, dangerous, you know, harmful uh, ingredients in it, yeah. or yeah. like so it'll it'll rank it. It'll give you like forty four, and it'll list out each and every item that's in it and what's bad for you. Is it a moderate risk, high risk? So you can get like lotions that are better for you, like soap. I found a cheaper soap that's actually better for your skin. It's more natural. Yeah. So, right? Like there's, and yeah, then it does that with A lot of the cheaper the... stuff is better for you. That's yeah. money. I thought I saw money talk about it. That's where you come from. Yeah, money was talking about it probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, about like... it and I started using it. <laughs> then I told no, it's, money. It's, money's like, what's that? You're... <laughs> so we <laughs> you ended up to, going to Walmart. You, you start scanning, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go to Walmart. Like we just had to, we were trying to go there for five minutes, pick up something and bounce. And then all of a sudden we start scanning uh, lotions and shampoos and we spend a half hour in that one fucking all just scanning <laughs> yo you know what the so, worst yeah. thing is a, l- a lot of uh, stuff it doesn't scan and that pisses you off because oh, like you I have to pay the for worst, the premium yeah. to like yeah. the, to, no to even search things otherwise you have to scan right if you could yeah. just search things it would make your visit to the grocery store easier but yeah. it, it does it with food too yeah, so like you know which food items are are better it i mean it's Fuck, if you can eat healthier or even if it's like a small incremental change over time, that's going to have compounding effects, right? So like, uh, fucking do it now. Start now rather than later. Fuck, you can I'm look like go fucking to, uh, good guy Cam. Cam. Well, I, 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 I do have a serious question. So, um, you know, obviously I've been, I've been hearing all about the whole like differently Indian type of deal. So like, what's the story 
with chutneys, man. I used to hear about chutneys from uh, Harvey. And then next thing I know, like three years later, I don't hear about it from Harvey anymore. I hear about it from uh, you. So what's the story with chutneys? Like, what's the... What's the plan? I, 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 it seems like a fucking awesome. Nothing. We're, we're, uh, it's like, yeah, we call it the Indian Chipotle, as I'm sure you've heard on uh, the Coach P podcast. Um, man, it's the Indian Yelp, man, man. Totally, yeah. Go, go for it. <laughs> what, what are you saying? Yeah, no. We got, uh, <laughs> no, we're, open, we're in BC now. We've got a location there, and then we've got a franchise location uh, in Abbotsford opening up a, a, by a end of this, I mean, hopefully by end of summer. Have you guys, if everything goes. Have you guys tried, um, cause ter- the GTA has a huge, uh, yeah, yeah I don't, this, this COVID bro, <laughs> nobody going there right now. No, it, it, I mean, it's COVID right now. And then, uh, I mean, BC's a good market, so we'll, we'll try to grow there first. And then from there, see, see where it goes, see what happens. But, uh, if you're ever in BC, Cameron, yeah, man, go fucking eat bro, Chutney's I'll, Indian I'll, Girl. I'll, it's definitely Indian. Yeah. I'll get that Chutney's. I'll do the low carb. I'll go there for my late dinner. I'll put a snap. I'll put a Instagram. I'll tag Chutney's Indian Girl. You guys will fucking reshare my story. I'll be all over it. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy's, this guy's going to be our... Uh, what's that guy from Subway? Jared. <laughs> Jared. He's our Jared. Bro, Jared. Jared. First off, Jared. Yo. Jared got good. Jared went to fucking <laughs> prison and then he died. And on top of that, good, he died a child molester. <laughs> good, good guy Cam. He loves his chutneys. <laughs> Differently Indian. <laughs> All right. Good sesh. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. We've been going for an hour and 15. So, you know, touched on a lot of uh, interesting topics. Cam, always, uh, always an interesting guy. So we'll do this again. And this one. We're going to actually release. Um, so this excited about that. It was yeah. good. Uh, Vinny. Vinny, I thought you were yeah, saying man. something. Go ahead, Cameron. No, I was saying. Oh. Uh, yeah, next <laughs> next time I'm going to use my uh, work computer just like I'm doing now because for some reason my personal computer, the internet sucks on it. Yeah, yeah. The, te- the tech guy. The tech guy, folks. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on there. But yeah, Vin, you were saying something. You're pixelating for some reason, but you were saying... Was I? Um, nothing. It's good to have Cam on, man. I think uh, people love it. Let's put this out and get people to. Cam, Cam, share share this fucking plan events everywhere. Pla- visit plan events dot dot what? Plan events, man. If you're looking for discovering the dot com. No, we're not fucking a, a plan events dot ca. It's for fine. It's for discovering and reviewing. You know the it best. was .ca, man. Man, let me finish. I didn't know it was .ca. It's the okay. Go okay. Yeah, uh, .ca, man. We're a platform for discovering the best Indian vet wedding vendors, and you can review them too. Got a lot of tools, uh, a lot of great resources. Check it out. Um, and we love hearing feedback. So if you got feedback, let us know um, on our Instagram. Instagram page is what? Uh, at planevents dot. So you got to add the dot dot .ca. Look at that. Follow plan events and we'll have Cameron on again another time. So uh yeah, thanks boys. We'll we'll wrap this up here until next time. <laughs>